So if you have uh, ever done Christmas Nativity, you know this props and you know where the, the title of our sermon today is about. Um, so if we are, if you turn your Bibles to John chapter 10, Jesus is the good shepherd. John chapter 10. Yeah, let's uh, read the word of God. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the ability for us to hear you speak to us. Lord, I pray that you hide me behind um, the word and just speak to your children and your people. Lord, just use me as an instrument. And I pray that, Lord, at the end of today, we'll leave you blessed, touched, and people who will receive hope and faith in Jesus, the good shepherd. Amen. So John chapter 10, we're going to read from, in fact, let's start reading from chapter 9, verse 35. So Jesus had, um, I'm reading from the New King James Version. So Jesus had that they had cast him out and when they had found him, when he had found him, he said, do you believe in the son of God? He answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him and Jesus said to him you have both seen him and it is he who is talking with you then he said and he said to him lord i believe and he worshiped him and Jesus said for judgment i have come into the world that those who do not see may see and those who see may be made blind then some of the pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him are we blind also? Jesus said to him, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remains. Chapter 10. So this is a continuation of chapter 9. Most assuredly, I say to you, He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door is the, she- is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own, his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings them, his sheep out, his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will be, they'll be, they will be by no means follow a stranger who will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Jesus, then Jesus said to them, Most surely I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever come before me are before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. I I if anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And, and we'll go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hiring, who, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. 
The hiring flees because he is a hiring and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I'm known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And there are other sheep I have which I have not in this fold. Them also I must bring so for them to hear my voice. There will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down by myself. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. It is very important to read the scripture to understand the context of the good shepherd. The backdrop of this message is um, this parable here or this, this, this teaching of the good shepherd stems from chapter 9. Where there is a blind man, a man born blind, who was healed on the Sabbath day in the synagogue. And then after he, would, he was healed, he went about to telling everybody what Jesus has done. And there was also the Pharisees who were upset that this man was healed on the Sabbath day. They, in fact, they confronted this man and checked, was he really born blind? And then they went to speak to his parents. And the parents says, yes, he was born blind. And they asked him, so how come he can see? And they said, well, well, well. And because they were afraid of the Pharisees, they said, go and ask him. Is the man enough to answer him for himself? So the Pharisee is going to ask this man, and he said, yeah, you can see, I, I can see. It's Jesus who did it. And then, you know, they started confronting him, and they got upset with him, and they threw him out of the church. Just because he testified that Jesus healed him. See, um, you have to understand this. If you look at in the, old, in the, in the, in the first century, um, Eastern Eastern. Um, sheepfold. You can see a picture on the next slide. It is quite interesting because the sheepfold has an entrance, but there is no gates. And the picture in chapter 10, when Jesus started talking about the good shepherd, that the children of Israel really are familiar with this picture. The people who are hearing Jesus are familiar with this picture because there is prophecies in Ezekiel chapter 34 about the shepherd leading the, the, the folk astray. And also in Jeremiah chapter 23. So that, that the Pharisees and the hearers of Jesus understood what he was talking about. The point he makes is that bad shepherds are the Pharisees. Their attitude towards the blind man himself is, is so pointless. It's indignant of the fact that they, they didn't accept the miracle, the testimony. And they got so upset with him that he got healed on the Sabbath day that he threw, they threw him out of the synagogue. Jesus himself says, I am the shepherd. He begins um, the first part of chapter 10, verse 1 to 6. He makes similarities of what happens and he shows us a couple of things about the gatekeeper. You see, the gatekeeper will sit at the, the edge of the gate of the sheepfold because in the night when the shepherds are going to sleep and there are many shepherds with different flock, they will drive all their flock into the, the sheepfold and the gatekeeper will stand by it and look after the sheep. So in the morning when the shepherd come, 
the, the gatekeeper knows the shepherd, and then their shepherds will call out their sheep. They make the sign, bah, and they can recognize the voice of their shepherd. Another shepherd will try, they will not listen to him. So the sheep will follow the voice of the shepherd who they belong to. And that's the picture what Jesus was saying. So the only person that the gatekeeper will allow through that gate is the shepherd of the sheep. If you don't, if you don't own any of the sheep there, he will not allow you. So the only people who come by the doors or by the, by the walls are the thieves and the robbers who try to come and steal the sheep. Jesus used another analogy that not only is the gatekeeper aware of him, he himself is the gate. And this is the case when he is the only, when he's got his only sheep in the fold and he's the gatekeeper, he's the door. He's the only way to get through the sheepfold. Jesus said, I am the door. No one goes through except me. This imagery is showing himself as the only way to get to the God's people. He promises salvation and sustain us because he looks after his people. And he said he will give you them abundance. He's come so that he can give us life in abundance. Chapter verse 10 says that he brings abundant life. That word about life is Zoe, not bios or living. It's about abundant life. The, the false prophet do not bring abundant life. Why is this? Because he either uses analogy that he's the, the shepherd of the feet. He's not, he's not the hiring. He's not a hired servant. Hired servant only look after the sheep on a temporary basis. I don't know about you, but lately we're struggling um, to recruit a lot of um, doctors as GPs. And we are getting a lot of hirings or locums who sometimes can make the work so difficult because they don't own this flock. They don't own the patient. They do their work and they go and put pressure on those who are left behind. All the letters and all the letters and everything puts pressure on those who actually own that, that surgery. And that's, a, that's the attitude of the hiring. They don't care when the wolf comes. They run away. They take no ownership. They take no ownership of everything. But Jesus said, he is a good shepherd. The good shepherd knows his sheep. They can hear his voice. If you've grown up in church, there's something that you ever know. Everybody would have recited Psalm 23. That is the character of the good shepherd. We're going to read Psalm 23, and you can read it aloud. And if, you can, if you've memorized it as in the past, it will reverberate to you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. This is an amazing psalm. That's the character of the good shepherd. That's the character of the good shepherd. Verses 1 to 3, because the good shepherd provides. The good shepherd provides. The Bible says that 
you shall lack nothing. I, I, I shall not want. The actual translation says, you shall lack nothing. God says that if you follow him, if you follow the good shepherd, you shall lack nothing. He said he will lead you. He makes you to lie down in green pastures. That is contentment. He will lead you beside the still waters. That is peace. That's the good shepherd. It doesn't matter what you go through in life. When you follow the good shepherd, he will provide. He's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He leads us beside the still waters. I don't know if you've ever seen a shepherd. You know, I grew up in Ghana. I've never, you know, grew up in the city. But the only shepherds I used to see were nomadic shepherds. And I'm going to call Matt here. Matt will come in. I'm going to show you something. Now, now Matt is a sheep. And, and, and what happens, as far as I can see, what I can experience in shepherds is they drive their sheep. But the Bible tells us that he leads the sheep. He doesn't drive us. And what does he use? His staff and his rod to comfort he doesn't beat him with his drought. <laughs> he doesn't beat the sheep with his staff. He said, your staff and your rod, they comfort. When the sheep are going astray, he pulls them back. They comfort. When they are in pain, they comfort. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be any discomfort or any pain in your life, but he's there to comfort you. He's going to be by your side to comfort you. He's not going to beat you with his stick. He will lead you beside the still waters. Thanks, Matt. That's the good shepherd. The good shepherd protects. He protects. Our biggest fear is death. All of us. Our biggest fear is death. Because someone say, I'm fear of spiders. You are not, you are not scared of spiders. You're scared a spider will bite you so that you die. Some people said, I'm, I'm scared of heights. I, I don't like heights. It's not the height that I'm scared of. I'm scared I'll fall down and die. But he leads us into, he'll be with us even in the shadow of death. The shadows of death. Death is just a shadow. And we know there's a transition. When Jesus died on the cross in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14, he said, Oh, death, where is your sting? He swallowed death. Where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your thing? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gave us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We should not be scared of death, even if you have sicknesses or people are scared of cancer it's not the cancer it's death it's death that they're worried about you should you walk you through the valley of the shadow of death it means that when you're going through the cancer he'll walk you through it yes he'll bring healing for those who get the healing but not everybody gets healing and you need to help some people through it that's why he'll be there He'll be there with you as your shepherd, leading you through the valley of the shadow of death, through the depression, through the heartbreak. He will bring healing, but he will be with you. He will not abandon you like the harring. That is what abundant life is. The abundant life that he talks about in, chapter, in verse 10 is having life in fullness. Fullness to understand that he's your protector. 
He's your provider. That's the good shepherd. That's the good shepherd. He blesses them. He refreshes us in the battle. He anoints us with the Holy Spirit and refreshes us and brings strengthening. He blesses us in the middle of the battle. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. He does not kill the enemies. He makes us enjoy in the presence of the enemies. He will set the table before you and the enemies will be sitting down. And you are just sitting down. You might be making signs at the enemies because you've got the good shepherd standing next to you. Don't be scared of the enemies because you've got the good shepherd next to you. Surely means certainly his promises. The good shepherd promises. Promises goodness and mercy. In fact, wherever you go, goodness and mercies will follow you like that. They will pursue you. In fact, he says goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. How about that? Goodness and mercies will follow you all the days of your life. You need to dwell in the house of the Lord, though. Goodness and mercies will follow you. They'll follow you. They, in fact, they'll chase after you. They'll pursue you. That is what will happen if you entrust the good shepherd to lead you. Goodness and mercy will follow you. For all of God's promises are being fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes and amen through Christ, uh, uh, amen. First, Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. First John chapter 2, verse 25. And this is the promises that he has promised us, eternal life. That is the promise of God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promises is faithful. Oh, he is faithful. That's the good shepherd. So what, what is the abundant life? That is the abundant life. The good shepherd will provide for you, will protect you, and his promises are true. Do you want that abundant life? Do you want that abundant life? John 10, 16 says, I have other sheep that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and they shall be one flock and one shepherd. See, we are lucky when he's talking about the first illustration, that was the Jews. We are the Gentiles and we've been allowed into the sheepfold. But he said he's got others to come. So if you're in, you're in. If you're not in, you're welcome. I don't know about you. If, you, if you're in, you know what the abundance, abundant life promises. Provision, protection, and promises. But he wants others to come in. We are a community of Christians where God will bring everybody in. He laid down his life for us. That's what he said. The father loves him because he's a good shepherd. The father loves him because he sacrificed his own life freely so that you and I can enter into the sheepfold. And enjoy that abundant life. If you, if you see him as your shepherd, you're not scared. You're not scared about the, the fiery darts. You're not scared about the, 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 the valleys and the shadows of death. They are shadows. Because he will be with you. His rod and his staff will comfort you. But if you are not in, 
He's asking you, do you want to be in? So our series, this is the last version of our series. Because Jesus wants to FaceTime you. Do you want to be in? If you're not in. If you're in, you've got abundant life. Protection. Provision. And all his promises. And the Bible are for you. Those who are ready in the sheepfold are sure of that. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 says that, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in him and dine, dine with him and he with me. Jesus wants to FaceTime you. He's calling you. Do you hear his voice? If you know his voice, you know it because you are his. If you are not his, you will not recognize his voice. And with this, I'll ask every eye to close and every head bow as we pray. Because very soon, Sam and Rev are going to come down. You might be that person here that maybe you've walked with Jesus for a long time. And you still are not sure about who is leading you. You've felt a good shepherd. You've felt the shepherd drives you. But he wants to lead you. Maybe you have gone through a lot of valleys of shadows of death. And if you are that person that really wants to rest assured in yourself that he is your provider, your protector, and his promises are for you are forevermore. You might be the other person here who is listening with every head bowed and eyes closed. Maybe you haven't made him your savior and he's not your shepherd. Maybe you've heard about him, but you've never given him the opportunity. Jesus wants to FaceTime. He's calling you. He's knocking at the heart, the door of your heart. Will you respond to him? If you're that person that does not know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, with every head bowed and every eyes closed, if you can just show by a lift of your hands, we can pray with you. Amen. Okay. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being our good shepherd. Thank you for leading us. Thank you that you create space for us to be, our, to be your own. Thank you that you protect us and you comfort us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can trust you as a good shepherd. Thank you that when the wolf comes, you will not abandon us. You will not run away from us. You are not hiring your permanent shepherd that look after us forever. Lord, sometimes we forget who you are in our lives and we let fear to grip us, particularly when we see shadows of death around us. Help us not to fear any evil because you prepare a table before us and our cup overflows with your blessings. Thank you for this opportunity that we can sit down today and acknowledge that and remind us again of you as our good shepherd. Bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.